So I think our biggest week, um, we made over 20,000 crumpets, uh, which was pretty much uh, a 24-hour operation, um, seven days a week to get them get them made. Because you know we do make everything by hand. It's all still made in small batches, on a hot plate, in egg rings. It was challenging, but we got through it, and it was all worth it. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. The impact of the pandemic didn't just affect the hospitality sector. With restaurants, cafes and airlines in damage control, those that supply them have had to change their entire business models too. Many that supply the food service sector are small, local, boutique businesses creating bespoke quality products. And they've put everything they have into them. What impact has the pandemic had on these small companies? Myrna Toke is the owner of Crumpets by Myrna. Myrna, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. You've got a product that's predominantly for food service, providing crumpets to cafes, restaurants, and even Qantas. But did the pandemic change that? Yeah, the pandemic absolutely changed that um, pretty much overnight. So we lost about um, probably over 80% of our business just overnight. Uh, we were, yeah, we, so we were supplying um, Qantas um, weekly, you know, so that was massive numbers. And then we were doing a lot of the uh, cafes, restaurants, anyone that, um, you know, basically served or had a breakfast offering. So that was all, all gone, uh, yeah, overnight. How did you respond to that sort of massive impact to what is relatively a small business? Um, well, we, we responded the best way we could. So I think about a week prior, we sort of knew everything. We had already decided that everything was going to shut down and everything was going to basically stop. So we decided just to push. We already had an online platform. Um, so we, we decided just to put everything we possibly could into that, our online um, so offering people, you know, breakfast boxes and, um, you know, that breakfast experience at home. So that's how we were able to flip it around. What was the response to that initially? Like you normally supplying cafes and restaurants and to have to quickly flip to try and get consumers buying online a product that they might actually just experience in restaurants and cafes or airlines. Was it, was it a challenge? Um, look, it was at the beginning. Uh, we didn't know how people were going to react to it, um, if people were going to buy it. I think um, for us, you know, we were pretty – we had some really good advice around us and we, we decided to put all our marketing dollars in the online business. And um, the fact that we just, you know, put everything we could into it um, so people could see it, people knew about it, you know, the power of social media these days – and people loved it. People, people responded really well to it. Um, we were, and because we were offering these packs Australia-wide, people were sending gifts. We had Mother's Day during COVID. We had Easter. Um, so it was, it was massive. Like, I, I can't explain to you. It was massive. I think our biggest week of online sales, we sent out a thousand, over 1,300 orders. Wow. 
How many crumpets was that in a week? And did, did you did you still make all of those by hand? Yeah, we did. So I think our biggest week, um, we made over twenty thousand crumpets. Wow! Uh, which was pretty much uh, a twenty-four hour operation, um, seven days a week to get them get them made. Because you know we do make everything by hand. It's all still made in small batches, on a hot plate, in egg rings. You know what I mean? So it's all, yeah. So it's, it was it was challenging, but we got through it, and it was all worth it. During this time, restaurants and cafes have opened up again, and obviously the airlines are still yet to sort of open up their industry properly. What's the what's your business like at the moment? Obviously, you're very reliant on food service initially. What what's what's it look like at the moment? Oh, look, it's definitely fifty fifty. So fifty percent um, food service. We're finding a lot of our. Um, not, you know, probably about 50% of our food service has come back. Um, but also we're finding that the customers have changed their offering and changed the way they're doing business. So a lot of them have gone to um, grab-and-go styles or, or a takeaway-only service. Um, uh, but, you know, online is still there. It's still going strong. Um it's probably dropped a little bit, but I think at the moment our business is sitting at 50% online, 50% on food service. Why crumpets? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I grew up eating crumpets. Um, you know, for me, food was everything. I grew up in a, a very big Lebanese household. I was one of six kids. Uh, so, you know, we grew up eating crumpets. We had crumpets any time of the day, you know. It wasn't just for breakfast. Um, and we, I think, I, I stopped eating crumpets once I, you know, um, learned a bit more about food and where it came from and all of that. And you could only buy the supermarket crumpets. And then over the years, you know, I've tried, I've had crumpets that, you know, in cafes that have been made on site and that sort of thing. And then... I think I was just on a I was on a plane back from San Francisco in 2017 and I just decided I'm going to make crumpets when I get back. I had a store at Carriage Works Farmers Market selling desserts. So I decided that I'm going to come back, make crumpets and sell them for breakfast at um Carriage Works. So I did that and the the feedback was, you know, really good. Um and then, you know, it was like, how can we wholesale these? And, you know, it just grew from there. So, and here we are today making over 20,000 crumpets a week. Well, you mentioned your frustration with uh, the sort of crumpets that you'd just buy in the supermarket. But can you tell us about your crumpets and the level that you go to to create them? So our crumpets are, are fermented crumpets. So, um you know, basically I, I source my – so I use a wholemeal flour, which is sourced from um, uh, from Kevin in Tamworth, who is past cereal milling, his company name. Um, and he makes me this amazing wholemeal um, flour that is custom-made to, to my specifications. Um, and – also, we use, you know, obviously the pepisaya buttermilk in our crumpets and Olsen salt. So, you know, everything is locally produced because that's the way I've always, you know, been trained to eat, you know. Uh, 
um, eating locally sourced food or locally grown food and, you know, knowing what's in your food. And, and the crumpets are the same. I would never use anything in them that wasn't um, local um, or where or I didn't know where it came from. And, you know, also in our chocolate crumpets we use the cocoa chocolate, which are based in Emu Plains, you know. Um, Michelle makes a beautiful chocolate and we use a dark chocolate in our um, chocolate crumpets. And it's, look, it's just all about um, the process of making these crumpets. So we, we make them, we ferment them, um, you know, overnight for about 24 hours. And then we cook them on a griddle in an egg ring, you know. Um, there's no secret to it. There's no, you know, nothing special to it. It's just cooked on a really, really low heat. We take our time um, cooking the batches. They take about half an hour to cook each batch. Yeah, and it's a it's a process that you can't actually rush because if you rush it, you don't end up with holes in the crumpets. So it's the cooking has to be done on a really low heat in order for the gases to rise up um, from the bottom of the crumpet up, and then they burst when they once they get to the top, and that's how you get those holes, those beautiful holes in the crumpets. You mentioned that you ferment them for 24 hours. What? How important is that process and what is it doing? Um, the process is really important because obviously the, the batter come, comes to life and it allows each product to do what it's meant to do in, in the process of um, the crumpet making and it forms that sourness um, in the crumpet. So, you know, uh, basically that what happens... Um, in that time is the, the the batter grows in size, so it pretty much doubles, if not more, in size. So it just comes to life, you, you know, and it just bubbles away and it gives it that beautiful, beautiful sour taste. And, you know, you've got buttermilk in there that's, you know, um, also has to do its thing to sour the, the batter. In the early days in Carriage Works, what was the response like from people who tried it? Were they surprised at how different your crumpets were to what you would normally buy in a supermarket? Um, I don't think people were surprised. I think they sort of expected it. Um, but it was always people telling us that, you know, this reminds them of their childhood. It was taking them back to those um, fond memories that they had of eating crumpets as a kid or, you know, um, reminding them of the time that they, um, you know, they, they only ate crumpets with, you know, butter and Vegemite. I and, mean, you know, we're serving them up at Carriage Works with butter and honey and they're like, we've never had them with butter and honey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, just um, yeah, I think it was just, it's just, it's been great watching people go back to those happy memories of eating um, crumpets. And, you know, that's why I, I sort of made it my mission to bring back the crumpets because everyone's got that happy crumpet memory. You know, you mentioned that you grew up in a large family, um, and you sort of your model is based on those memories, those food memories of when you were young. What what were the feasts like in your family when you were young? Oh my God, feasts! You got that right. It was always a feast at our place. <laughs> I'm one of six, so um, yeah, it was. You know, I grew up in a house where my parents were food lovers. You know, they it was in their blood. They came from, both of them came from, um, you know, farming backgrounds. You know, their family, their families were farmers. Um, so they believed in, 
you know, you grow your own food, you grow what you can and you eat off the land, you know, um, and that's what we did. So I grew up in Sans Susie in New South Wales and um, we we basically, like my parents grew whatever they could and I used to always think, you know, why can't they just go to Coles and buy tomatoes? Why do they have to have a, you know what I mean? Like it was like, why can't we go buy tomatoes in a bag from Coles, you know? And I'm so grateful that they didn't because, you know what, they tasted so much better. Everything tasted so much better. And basically, you know what, mum, my mum made everything from at home, from cheeses to jams to pickles to, yeah, everything, everything. And it's not, not because she wanted to or was about saving money or anything. It was because that's how they ate. That's how, that's what they did. And she enjoyed it, you know, um, you know, once she made jam out of um, watermelon rind and we all sort of like laughed at her and now it's a thing, you know. It's so things like that, like, yeah, I was I was very lucky to grow up and have those, you know, it was because of them I became a chef in my later life. What were your favourite things to eat growing up other than crumpets? I'm assuming you ate other things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ate lots of things. Um Look, seafood was always a big thing in our house. Um, we always had seafood on, on Friday, so my dad would go to the fish markets and come back with, you know, um, oysters and caviar and, you know, prawns and, you know, whatever he could get his hands on that looked good that day. Um, so seafood was, is, you know, has always been uh, something that I've loved to eat. Um, you know, obviously being Lebanese, we always had great Lebanese food. So, you know, hummus, um, you know, what else? You know, the, the the meat and the pastries and, you know, fresh Lebanese bread. And so that we always had that at home. But I think one of my favourites is olives, you know, homemade olives. So, again, my parents had an olive tree at the front of their house. And, you know, we had olives all year round. So it was, yeah. So I think olives is my favourite thing to eat. Long before you were doing crumpets by Mona, you had a chefing background. How did you get a start in the food industry? Um, look, I, I finished school and I just and I knew what I wanted to do from a really young age. I decided um, that I, I wanted to become a chef. So I did a chef's, chef apprenticeship and I worked. Um, I worked. My last job was at the Park Hyatt in Sydney, and um, I worked there and, and became a chef. I never specialised in pastry or anything like that, um, even though I, I did love, you know, desserts and pastry and all that sort of thing. But I just, I thought I, I would, I thought it would be something I would go back and do later on, but it hasn't happened yet. You trained under one of Australia's most recognised chefs, Ross Lusted. What was that experience like? Um, yeah, Ross is. It was a great experience. I worked with under him at the Park Hire um, at the Rocks, and he was he was just a great person uh, to work under. He was um, he taught me to appreciate the ingredients and to to appreciate food and not to overcomplicate it. And I think his simplicity in his food really speaks volumes. And um, he was just a great great person to work under and a great mentor. You mentioned a bit earlier how sourcing local ingredients is so important and you pride yourself on that sort of provenance 
Um, why is it so important to you? Um, look, it's it's really important because when I started the business, I I made a promise to myself that I would never use any ingredients that I wouldn't cook with at home. You know what I mean? So I thought if I'm if I'm to feed the people that I love or my friends or family, it could only be the ingredients that I would use in that food that I was to make. And and it's really important because it's also supporting you know, local businesses, local producers. Um, and I think we have so much great produce here in Australia. Why why use something that comes from overseas when we've got it here in our own backyard? People may not know, but you share a factory with Pepe Saya Butter. Surely that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, it definitely is um, a match made in heaven. I mean, you know, the holes in crumpets were made to be filled with butter. You know that. <laughs> What's it like working with um, one of Australia's most influential buttermakers? Um, it's it's oh, it's wonderful. What can I say? It's it's fantastic. Um, no, look, it's great because you know, especially during COVID, we were able to you know team up and do these breakfast boxes, and it really worked for you know both of us to to have that offering, and um, you know it goes hand in hand. You know, butter and crumpets. You mentioned. A bit earlier, when you came back to Australia in 2017, you had your heart set on making uh, amazing crumpets that stood out to the normal type you'd get in a supermarket. What's what's been some of the challenges in the last couple of years in getting that product right? Uh, look, um, the challenges have been, you know, obviously um, meeting the demand. You know, like I like I explained to you, it's. We're still making everything by hand. It's all very small batch. So I think, you know, um, the challenges have been, yeah, obviously meeting the demand. We're now at the stages of our business where we're looking to go to the next level. So, you know, mechanise, you know, part of our process without losing that quality and that handmade feel of the product or, or make of the product. Um, but I think the, yeah, I think the challenges, yeah, I, I like, you know, um, any other product, you know, you've always got challenges with packaging and labelling and, you know, we're very limited to the kind of packaging you have here in Australia. Um, so I think it's just it's just the normal challenges that everyone has, anyone that's producing a product like ours. You mentioned that you have different flavours and uh, the chocolate one was mentioned, but you've also got a vegan crumpet. Can you tell us about how that's made and, and the challenges you had in bringing that product to to life yeah so when we first started making um the vegan crumpet we we had uh we had a lot of people asking us for a vegan option um you know as our plant base becomes more and more popular um so we decided i decided i'm going to make a vegan crumpet so it's pretty much made the same as our our regular crumpets we just use a coconut um milk instead of the buttermilk in the crumpet and it's just a, it's a longer fermenting process. Um, you know, when we first started making them, they weren't, they were turning out flat. They weren't rising, you know. So it, it took us, you know, a couple of months to get them right. Um, but you know, now now we've pretty much got them right, and basically they're made exactly the same way, just a few tweaks here and there, um, and and they're just fermented, like I said, a little bit longer. And 
and the only the only replacement in the product is the is the buttermilk. So we make we just use a coconut milk. At the top of the show, we talked about the fact that you were supplying Qantas, and that was such a big part of your business, uh, first class and business class. How did that relationship start? The relationship with Qantas um, started many years ago when I was making desserts and supplying them with desserts. So I'm, I've had that relationship for for many years. So um, we we supplied them desserts uh, and. And then when I started making crumpets, you know, I just went to them and said to them, guys, I've got a new product, it's crumpets. And, you know, they loved it from from the first time they had it and, and ever since then they probably, they've been serving it, serving it. You mentioned that it takes half an hour to um, cook the crumpets. What what does an operator need to do or the person at home once they have the product? What's What do they need to get the best out of that crumpet? Well, the crumpets... Um, uh, uh, best served, sorry, best stored frozen, because um, because we don't use any preservatives, and they're a product that is high in moisture. They will go off uh, quite quickly. They're pretty much like bread, you know. Bread goes stale after a couple of days or after a day. So, um, would you recommend people freeze them? Once they're out of the freezer, um, you can pretty much toast them from frozen. So most toasters have that defrost setting um, some don't so what we generally do or tell people to do is turn your toaster on a low setting put the put your crumpets in and just toast them three four times depending how crunchy you like them and then pretty much you can just enjoy eating them with any toppings that you like so it's it's as simple as that you spent the last couple of years building this amazing uh, small business What's what's it been like personally this last six months with the pandemic and especially losing so much business early on? How have you felt? Really stressed. I think like everyone else, um, I think it was just it's been really daunting because, you know, obviously it was the unknown. But you know, um, I think you know we've we've come through it. Uh, we were able to survive it, and I think for us it was a matter of, you know, at the time I remember thinking. We're either going to sink or we're going to swim. And I think we swam. So, yeah, no, it's been good. Have these circumstances changed the way that you operate the business and what you'll do in the immediate future? Uh, yeah, it's definitely changed the way um, we were operating before COVID. Um, you know, obviously now our online is a, a massive part of our business. Um, and then, you know, things will you know, there will be changes in the future with the way we, you know, I suppose do business. And, you know, I think online is where it's at at the moment in Australia, just for businesses in general. Well, as a uh, crumpet expert, I'd love to know what's your favourite way to eat a crumpet? What do you like on top of it? I love uh, butter and honey. I don't think you can go past that. Butter, or, butter and honey, or butter and Vegemite. But as long as those holes are filled with melted butter, anything on a crumpet is excellent. <laughs> I get paid to say that, by the way. No, don't, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mona, you've you've actually come out of the pandemic in a pretty good position with the company and, and expanded in. In, in a way that perhaps 
you weren't expecting. What's next for Crumpets by Myrna? Uh, world domination, I think, for us. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I look, um, we've got a, you know, a few more products that we, we would like to start making. Um, can't tell you what they are, but, yeah, you'll see them in the near future. And um, some more new flavours you'll see also. So we've got a few things that we want to do. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, when we do them. Well, Myrna, I've, uh, I've personally had your crumpets and they're bloody fantastic. So well done on um, sticking to your guns and creating a product that really stands out in the market. We've loved having you on the weeds. Uh, please keep in touch and uh, we'll talk again soon. Will do. Thank you. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's hospital community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.